Okay. Avatar. Avatar. Katara. Katara. <laughs> Aang. Papa. <laughs> and we can't forget Sokka. Sokka. And our new friend Momo. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> this podcast contains mature content and is only intended for adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I am so excited to introduce you to the worst of us, the smelliest of us, newly clapped, introducing Pornthos. Hi, <laughs> me, Pornthos. And I'm here to introduce... Fartanian. Hello, I'm Fartanian, and I'm here to introduce the sweatiest of all of us, Assholes. Oh, I'm so sweaty. Hi, I'm Assholes. Um, and hi, everyone. Welcome to the Three Musca Queers, a queer Asian American and Pacific Islander AAPI review podcast for Avatar: The Last Airbender. Hi. 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 <laughs> Let's get into the latest episode we watched, which in Book One, Water, Chapter Six, Imprisoned. Mm. All right, y'all. Ooh, mm-hmm. the carceral state. Am I right? Okay. <laughs> so we start in Act One, opening animation of the forest. Oh my God, that was a beautiful, like, let's just period that like opened up that light. Like, oh my God, it was beautiful. And not, I love you know, it what they were doing, you know, with the trees. Oh my and, God, Adele, I love and, your and bird. The fo- oh, yes. <laughs> beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, we come to Team Avatar and Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> Well, the Avatars are starving. They are starving. <laughs> all of them. They're <laughs> all starving. And then uh, they have this really cute segment where, like, Momo goes boom, boom. And, like, where, like, he... Remember Momo was, like, playing with stuff? And then it's, like, oh... Oh, yes. It's, like, it's, that, like, like, hitting the net on the rock. Yes. Yeah. Find an earthbender. <laughs> uh, they find an earthbender. Sorry, I'm just, like, literally reading my notes, not, like, thinking yeah. about it. Um, they find an earth, the boom boom actually is an earthbender that they see. And then Katara has like no chill whatsoever. And just before anyone can say anything, walks up and is like, hey, my name's Katara. Can I just <laughs> and say, I, I was just someone like, someone like that. I knew someone like, or I know someone like that. I still work with him. If you're listening yeah. to this, you'll know who you are from the story. He like, I, I'm trying, okay, assholes. <laughs> like, I'm trying to be a little more self aware. <laughs> That's really rude of you to call me out like that in front okay. of all our listeners. But seriously, we went to a club together and he was like flirting with this guy on the dance floor and he grabs the guy by his head and goes, do you want to dance? And I'm like standing there like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> they end up dancing. Yeah, and they made out. <laughs> oh yeah, they're like getting married next week. They're, I guess yeah, it's effective. And it actually turned out to be a really beautiful start of a beautiful story. You took the bull by the horns, literally. <laughs> um, so the find Earth better. Katara has no chill, 
Team mm-hmm. Avatar follows him to find a village because they're like, oh, he probably is, lives nearby. They probably have food and we're hella hungry. Mm-hmm. And also Katara, and again, had, has no chill. And Aang also has no chill for a fine. And they like out Haru for, they find out his name is Haru. They out him in front of his mother for earthbending. And yeah. mother knows best and is like, what were you doing earthbending? And like, well, first of all, let me back up for a second. It's just like Katara and Aang, like, read the damn room. Like, 100 Years War. Can and you homeboy chill? Is <laughs> saying, homeboy is saying, I don't do that. Not me, girl. You you must have seen. Also, can we talk about the poor the poor acting from Haru Haru? Okay, because homeboy was like me, earthbending never. <laughs> I would never. Is it? Did I say it right? Earthbending. <laughs> like. Yeah, because it's. I've never had a dick in my mouth. Village, right. <laughs> <laughs> in this earthbending village? <laughs> yeah. In this establishment? <laughs> For real. Mother knows best. She reacts very quickly, very, like, fearfully in trying to protect her house. And then, what do you know? Pretty good writing. The Fire Nation tax collectors showed up and shake down the household. And we find out that they've been occupying the village for five years and they've been using it to fuel the Fire Navy nearby. Actually, before I get into that too, I was going to say once they once the Fire Nation tax collectors open the door, um, there's this really again another, there's a lot of camp in this episode for something that was pretty heavy. Like they just had this like where they like all pretended to be freeze framed and they were just like doing this like they're like talking to each other like <laughs> like in the middle oh, yeah. of a well, household. Well, they were like act natural. Yeah, and then they were like <laughs> me. Me do Earth stuff? No, I'm just a normal citizen. I was like, <laughs> and you have an arrow on your head. <laughs> porn, Pornthos, when um, when the cops like raid you regularly for your narcotics <laughs> business, what is your act normal face? What's your act normal line when they open your door? <gasps> Me? <laughs> no. <laughs> No. <laughs> you should ask my neighbor. <laughs> I think it's, it's not I think me. it's, <laughs> it's definitely not me. Yes. Pass the buck. I've been, Pass the I've buck. been sober for like <laughs> years. <laughs> I, have, I have the coins from AA somewhere. I hate you. I hate you. I just pretend I don't know English. <laughs> that's good too but they would just drag me along with them then <laughs> oh my gosh they would just read my rights to me if I couldn't speak English <laughs> they would just start oh, reading shit. <laughs> and but see I don't speak English I reject that I don't know what that means <laughs> so the, the, the tax collectors leave mama wants to hide Haru's earthbending and Haru starts to show some fight he's like I want to fight back and Kataro continues to have no chill she's like yeah you have to fight back for your right and it's like okay like yes and there's all these nuances bitch like you have yeah. I don't know it was also a little fr- it was a little interesting to make that choice because it's like she comes from a water tribe that has suffered at the hands of the fire nation and now she's coming into this earthbending village and it's like what would you say to your family and to your folks you know well it's so, interesting I don't know. you say that because there's so many there's like second generation people in families who haven't experienced like firsthand trauma 
right? And it's so easy for like me being second gen can I can claim the struggles of my ancestors and my heritage, but having not experienced that firsthand, it's so much easier to say, stand up for yourself and like here's how we mm. fight oppression when really bitch is not that easy and you would have no idea, right? Like mm. she Katara lives in the aftermath of being of the of the Fire Nation being there. Right. She mm. she lives in a world where it's just the the water tribe. Yeah. Yeah, meh. That's that's my weak I, analysis, but yeah. Yeah, no, I like the theme, and I feel like a interesting theme of this episode was uh, the the like, do you fight back or do you survive? You know, when you are like, when you're facing imperialism and like a really aggressive invader, do you survive or do you fight? And like, that's such a hard, and like, which one is more? And because it's like, they're both of them are valid, and both of them are also like you know, like, kind of negate each other, right? Like, if you're trying to survive, some people who fight back are going to make you endangered, because then the invaders are going to, like, paint you all with the same brush. And then at yeah. the same time, if you're fighting back, but some people decide to survive and try to not be safe, then it's like, that's less people to, like, take up arms and to, like, fight back for you. So that's, you're less likely to win. Um, mm. So it's like, you kind of need to all be together. And that's, like, so hard. And, like, I think that's a cool, that's a it's like a super poignant thing that I feel like this episode actually does a pretty good job of, of, of touching through. Yeah. And I, I think they do a really good job of making, of not making Katara seem like a hero that's just not being heard. Right. Like, I think yes. if I was watching this as a kid, that's what I would have seen, but like watching yeah. it now and seeing how everyone's reacting to the Katara is like, you you don't understand, right? Like Katara doesn't understand what it actually is, and it's mm-hmm. coming from a kind of naive place. Mm-hmm. Thinking back when I was a kid, I think I did. I think that I think you're right. I think that was my takeaway from this episode. Like I remember seeing it being like, they just needed to listen to Katara all along by the end, mm-hmm. right? And it's cool rewatching it as adult, realizing like they needed, like first of all, like Katara was really helpful, but ultimately they had to make that choice, and they did. Yeah. Um, they also needed resources. Yeah. They needed so the Avatar. You, <laughs> and a waterbender. Yeah. <laughs> and and actual yeah. coal. Like you can't mm-hmm. how are you gonna tell someone to break out of oppression when there's no resources to do that? Because they've yes. been stripped of all the resources. Yes. Uh reclaim like the means of production, literally the coal, like the carbon extraction that the Fire Nation is representing. Very much like our real world, you know, the over extraction of carbon from our Earth's from our Earth's crust. That's on that. RuPaul. <laughs> I'm looking nope, at you, honey. Not that. Girl. Not that. Nope. Not that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Do 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 do. Who wants to? Then they took. They find out that uh, they kind of it kind of dropped this bombshell that like oh because the mom's like they're gonna take your they they took your father, and I was it's like you can't fight back because then they're gonna take you and I was like oof oof that's some deep shit that's some deep deep shit heavy 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 shit <laughs> so Team Avatar ends up staying in uh, their barn I think I don't know <laughs> I was kind of like chuckling at myself I was like are they in a barn. <laughs> 
and then uh, Haru's father, and then we find out because Haru and Katara have a little bit of a one-on-one, and we find out that Haru's father and the other Earthbenders had fought back and were taken away like some time ago, mm-hmm. and Haru's connection to his father is through his Earthbending. And Katara connects with him because she talks about how her connection to, connection to her mother is the necklace that she's wearing. And like her mother, I think we find out he was like either dead or like taken from her. She died. Whatever. Died, yeah. I think, were they trying to imply that Haru and Katara have like, I can, I don't know. I was getting like a weird romantic vibe from this connection. A little bit too, yeah. Agree. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the, even if they were hinting at romantic, I don't think that they pushed it too hard. I think they were really focusing on, like, it's hard to lose a parent. And, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, I think, like, more so any than it being romantic, it's intimate, but, like, not in the way that it's romantic, but, like, in a way where it's, like, mm. they they share that very, like, you know, it's a it's a traumatic bond, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, and, and that's that's something that you feel really deeply. And I think that's what we were maybe getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're right. Honestly, there, there's a part of me that is still heteronormative. <laughs> and so I cannot see like a male identifying, a female identifying person be intimate mm. without it, like automatically reading as romantic in a lot of ways. Mm. So that's something I'm unlearning. And you, dear listeners, should also unlearn with me. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also, you're Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm Boo Boo, the clown, <laughs> the fool. Crusty Boo Boo. So after this little cute little conversation, they end up hear this old man struggling and they find this old man struggle like about to die from like this mind that's collapsing and so they save him. That's how we or they found try to you. save him. <laughs> <laughs> the old man is me, you know? The old man is me. Acting with makeup, okay. You know. No, it was makeup, okay. I have really good makeup artists, okay? I'm 21. I'm 21. I'm 21. Okay. I'm just a really accomplished actor at a young age. Okay. 21 plus. (laughs) (laughs) So they save this. uh, Oh, so like they're trying to save him. They can't. Katara really encourages Haru to like earthbend. She's like, Haru, you can just earthbend this mound of earth away. And then so he ends up doing it. And then the man is saved. And then we cut back to the barn and Sokka becomes the disciplinarian and for, in my opinion was like actually making sense for once because they were like talking and he's like, I'm going to bed because we need to get out of here first thing in the morning because the Fire Nation's here and you are <laughs> literally the avatar. They are looking for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're all looking for us. Sokka's right. <laughs> like y'all need to shut the fuck up and like yeah. say- Suck to me. So- <laughs> Ah. <laughs> he's got <Ugh>. jokes. <laughs> that was a funny one. <laughs> gotcha. Ah, that was a good one. <laughs> um. Ooh, and then we find out that old man, my old ass, was a fucking snitch and I, ratted this... them out to the Fire oh. Nation. Oh. And honestly, fuck boomers, <laughs> fuck baby boomers. That's my. That was like my take. Yes. I was like. The fuck baby boomers. Wow. Primary lesson is just let old people die. Yeah. Oh my god. Just 
Just let them get crushed on in the rocks because that is bullshit. It was such bullshit. Did you hear that, folks? Hates old people. So you're if you have any elderly family, do not bring them around. Uh, I'm gonna say say it again, but with my radio name. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear not that? that. <laughs> Assholes hates old people. <laughs> <laughs> so don't bring your elderly around assholes. <laughs> so okay, fuck that old man. Katara feels guilty, which is not unwarranted. Or her plan is to get herself arrested to go save Peru, which is a little reckless. And like, oh my god, Katara, can you chill and like just think, just think, just just think, just stop. My whole perspective on Katara this episode was like, girl, chill. Woo, slow it down. It is exciting yeah. to meet an earthbender. Can you chill, you know? Yes. It is kind of your fault and you need to amend this and you need to fix this. Absolutely. But like chill, you know, just like chill first. I'm just, I was getting so much. I'm getting like, especially maybe it's because it's now and it feels relevant, but I'm getting parallels to white people and like white people in the Black Lives Matter movement, you know mm. what I mean? Oh, mm. I'm going to push you in this movement to, like, stand up for yourself and, like, put yourself on the front line, but as soon as you're the one that's incarcerated or abused, I act surprised. I'm shocked mm-hmm. that you got punished for standing up for yourself. Oh, and now I'm the hero for going to go and save you? Mm. Bitch. Yes. Yeah. Oh, bitch. No, ma'am. <clears throat> No Sorry. Way. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> oh, I, hate, I hate it. <laughs> no shame. And, and... Lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have this like they break this tension with this this pretty kitschy another like campy kind of like sequence where they have this like plot to use Aang's airbending and vents to pre- pretend that Sokka and Katara are fighting and then mimic Katara earthbending. And then <laughs> the stupid ass firebending guards are like, oh my gosh, that lemur is earthbending. <laughs> I honestly laughed. I, I laughed my box because yeah, I was like, yeah. that is kind of stupid. Like, you are stupid. <laughs> um, I'm also recognizing just so much um, arrogance on Aang's part in a lot of ways. Mm. And maybe it's being a little kid. But I was just so annoyed when he missed his fucking cue. Don't do that. Are you fucking Oh my gosh, the actor, a group of actors, y'all, were a group of actors. Know your cue. Know your cue. Be at your place. Oh my god, set your props. In the show that we've done, I feel like all three of us have missed our cues for like for like (laughs) putting on props on stage, to be fair. That's I don't know true. what you mean. I was on time every time. <laughs> I definitely wasn't. <laughs> I was a perfect... <laughs> I remember hearing my name like on the speakers like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, Porthos. Porthos is stage right. Porthos, Porthos, can you stop doing that backstage? And then coming back to us like, hey, y'all need to remember your cues stay there like for like 10 minutes before you need to go (laughs) then katara is arrested and then that's the end of act one Mm y'all let's pick it up after the break after a word from our sponsors
Hi everyone, today's episode is brought to you by The Clap, created by our favorite, Paulina. <laughs> the Clap is sure to give you an experience you'll never forget. Inflamed or dormant, The Clap is always on. Let's get back to the show. And we're back. Who turned off the lights in here? I'm going to turn that switch back on real quick. And okay, act two. That was really weird. All right, act two. Um, so we got to, we, we're with Katara now at a big oil rig in the middle of the sea. And if this, if by this point I wasn't feeling like one-to-one parallels of like the carbon industry, the like extractive, problematic, capitalist carbon industry on our planet earth this was the moment where i was like oh bitch they're going in (laughs) the literal military industrial complex for the fire nation enslaving earthbenders enslaving people that they're invade lands whose they've invaded and stealing their labor to work on an oil rig to fuel their literal war machine yes give us messages avatar give us (laughs) us messages Give us clear yeah, messaging. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so we follow Katara to this oil rig. Earthbenders are prison workers. So we find out that this is where they've been taken. Uh, we also learn that the oil rig is made of pure metal with no earth so that they cannot bend. Also, um, some like anti-earthbenderism. There was like some like, they called them like dogs or like, I forget what the exact line was, but they were like, um, that like grovel that you call bending is like not even possible here on this platform. Do you remember that? It was just yeah. like it was like derogatory anti-earthbender shit, and I was like, oh, oh, good writing. It, it was well, it's it's interesting, right? Because it's kind of textbook, right? Like the way colonization works is when they deplete the resources and then decimate the indigenous cultures and people. And the way they do that is like breaking down the psyche, separating you from your family, diminishing, yes. I don't know, your dignity. Mm-hmm. Just like it, Avatar is doing such a good job of just showing us the different ways of co- colonization. And imperialism. Imperialism. And it's just fucking gnarly. And relatable. Uh, also, fun fact, did y'all, re- did y'all clock who... Um, the the voice of the the warden was yes it is um um, the ancestor from mulan (laughs) yes it was yes wait do you know who the actor is uh he played a million different asian people oh is it the guy who's gonna get like the the who were petitioning to get the star on the hollywood walk of fame is it that guy? Oh, are we petitioning? <laughs> I'm a bad Asian. I don't know. Is that? What's his is name? That? What is his name? We should uh, know. I don't know. Oh, you know, I'm thinking of a different guy. Yikes, well, it's someone says. that you'll recognize. They, I'll give you some clues. It was, he was one of the first big uh, primetime Asian American uh, actors on a primetime show, like in the 1960s. George Takei? It's no, George Takei, that's... y'all. It was Wait. George Takei. Was I'm the... pooping my pants. Yes. You're kidding. Oh. I, I, yes, it is. I also didn't realize George Takei played the first ancestor in Mulan, the 1999 I'm animated sh- series version. kidding myself. Until I looked up this episode, because I was like, I really, re- I, I also made the connection with the first ancestor. I was Great like, that's Stone familiar. Dragon, have you awakened? 
<laughs> Wushu. Oh, that's right. See, I was confusing him with James Hong. Oh, yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah, at first I thought that's who you were talking about because he's played a million, like, different yes. folks since, yes. like, beginning. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But yes, George Takei. George <laughs> Takei. So, <laughs> da, 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 da. Katara finds... Gun. <laughs> What'd you say? We can smell your boom boom gun. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I need to wash it. I have not washed it yet. Um, okay, so Katara fa- gets to like this main yard area. I mean, I don't think they ever call it anything, but I'm going to call it the yard for this audio podcast. Um, and she finds, <laughs> she finds it's like where the bunch. It's, it looks like where everyone in there, uh, all the prisoners are being held, like when they're not working. She finds Haru in the yard, and she meets his father Tyro and. Who was, I was having this conversation with Pornthos off off uh, mic like last week, and I was like, the daddies in this entire franchise get no. so much. So they hot. get so much good like rendering, both in a writing yeah. sense and a narrative way, and in an animated way. Like, who's Tyra's voice, by the way? My goodness, it's that iconic cartoon voice that a lot of like that, that person's also played a lot of cartoon um, yeah. characters. It's that really nice bass that's just deep in my loins. <laughs> we can't then... go anywhere because we need to stay alive. <laughs> I was like, oh, bitch, okay. <laughs> All right. It's uh, Kevin Michael Richardson. Yes, he that is, man. Mm-hmm, he is a black actor yep. who has been nominated for two Daytime Emmy Awards for voicing the Joker in The Batman, the animated series. <gasps> so that's where I think, that's where we recognize his voice from. Oh, also, um, uh, Cobra Bubbles from Lilo and Stitch. <gasps> right? Oh, uh, Cobra Bubbles, or is he the alien? I'm like looking really quickly through it. I think you're right. Oh, he was. Oh my gosh, he was in Hey Arnold. I'm on this Wikipedia page. Listening audience, we're gonna I know, me too. speed oh, this up. For he, you. Was the, he was the captain. He was the alien. He was Captain Gantu. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, that's so cute. I love that. <laughs> Anyways, okay, great. Kevin <laughs> Michael Anderson. Kevin Michael Anderson. Kevin Michael Richardson. We stand. Uh, the voice of Tyro. So we meet Tyro. Katara asks about a breakout plan. And then Tyro says, we just got to survive. Yes. And then Katara, on, continuing on this episodic theme right here of like having no chill, is very indignant. And in my opinion, she was pretty insensitive. Like, you just met this guy. You haven't been in this on this oil rig for as long as he has. You haven't literally been a prisoner like he has. And then she like kind of is very dismissive about his thing about like she does. She never takes a second to like listen and like mm-hmm. validate what he's saying and like treat it as like and like really listen to it. And then she yeah. makes this impassioned speech to rouse the Earthbenders to fight for their freedom, which like at first was cheesy, and then by the end, middle to end of it, I actually was kind of like damn, this is, like, pretty eloquent. Like, I was like, okay, it's a little bit. But then, but also it was, like, a little bit of grandstand and, like, in the end, no one is moved. But, assholes, you have an opinion. You have a thought. I was just, I, when I knew it was going to happen that way, like, I could could tell Katara was going to give this big speech and no one was going to respond. Why? Because, fuck you, bitch. (laughs) No, like... We've been on this ship for how many years? (laughs) 
And you, when your privilege and naivete are absolutely showing, and I, it's just this men, the mentality that is so toxic that um, oppressed people are are there because they don't know any better, or are there mm-hmm. because they they need your help, or are there they because, lack the willpower? Yeah, yeah, like go fuck yourself. One, yeah. If I had the choice to not be oppressed, I would choose that, obviously. But I yeah. don't have that choice. It's like, it's like Kanye West and his whole statement. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was just so infuriating to hear because what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. And rant. <laughs> yeah. And rant. Plus one. (laughs) (laughs) So no one has moves. And then we, it get turns to nightfall and like when everyone goes to sleep and then team avatar arrives. So part of the plan was Katara would get imprisoned and then team avatar would come rescue her, Haru and Tyro. And then Mm -hmm. Katara refuses to leave. She's like, I didn't succeed yet. And they're like, well, we can't leave you here. And she's like, I'm not leaving. And then that's sort of the end of the act. Ugh. I don't know. There's something about this whole part kind of unsettles me mm. a little bit. Like this episode was a is little. Is it the savior? Unsettling. Is it like the savior complex that Katara is sort of emulating? Yes, and I um, obviously they don't end up doing this plan. Like they end up saving or not saving, giving everyone resources. But the yeah, plan which is the right just, cut yes. to the chase, listening audience. That is the way to be an ally. <laughs> like yeah. you do not fight for people. You support them by like giving them what they need to fight for themselves because they know best how to fight for themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, Sorry, I interrupted you. Well, I was I was just gonna say that like that you were just gonna say one of them, two of them. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You're the avatar. You're the avatar, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry. Again, that is why I was. That's why I was so unsettled. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Pornthos, what were you gonna say? Oh no, just like what you were saying, like what it means to be an ally is to like um, provide ways that you can like give resources and support them. And um, sorry, it just made me think of um, Bella Thorne recently when she made it. Oh. Fans. Oh, and then yes. her excuse her excuse i don't know if y'all read it but like her excuse as to why she made it was because she was like well i wanted to um make sex work more acceptable and so i wanted to join it because i have a big platform and i felt if people followed me then they would see that sex work is acceptable and bloody blah blah and i've been fighting for sex workers it's like, no, but you made like two million in forty-eight hours. You literally broke mm-hmm. OnlyFans. And I don't know, I'm sorry, but like, are you giving that back to the workers? Have you given that yeah. back to what 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 was your intent to make all that money? You knew you were gonna make all that money. It's literally <laughs> like get out. It's it's like Jordan Peele's incredible get out. It's like yeah. Bella Thorne wanted to get the exoticism of being a sex worker. And then she went, but she had no care for like the actual people who inhabited that body. Yeah. And ended up causing a lot of damage. Like yes. so much damage. A lot of damage. So like, much. Like your your curiosity was more important to you than the safety and like well being of the people you were curious about. 
Right. And that in itself is privilege and like really, really toxic. Right. And I think that's, and that's where like Katara was showing parts of that, like that problematic, uh, personality that are oppressed arrested you literally gave him to the fire nation to be enslaved for their war machine like that's yeah. what you did <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah i'll just get arrested too so i can find him <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, all right, so Katara refuses to leave. Uh, they cut to commercial, we come back to act three. So they continue this conversation where uh, Katara is like, sort of making the case. Aang is like on Katara's side. To, she's like, okay, we should help them. Sokka wants to leave, but is convinced to stay. So it was actually interesting, I think like, well, maybe it's not super interesting. Maybe, maybe it's, I think it's sort of interesting because it's like, Sokka is from a different, literal different tribe who was also oppressed by the Fire Nation. He recognized the danger of them being there. And he's like, we have a mission and like, we need to stay, like if we don't survive this, if we don't get out of here alive, then like our bigger mission is going to fail. And so it's this really interesting, the way it's, reason it's interesting for me was that it's like allyship from two peer oppressed groups. And how do you like be there for, how do you show solidarity for one another and, and make calculations, or, like make choices that like, yeah, I'm going to have to put my mission on hold for like, you know, five minutes in this episode, but like, yeah. you know, we have to put my oh. attention on this first. And it's like, that was, that was interesting. Cause I think this is, I think this is the first episode in rewatching it that where like I gave, where Sokka became a lot more like level-headed in my view. And I was like, appreciated him a lot more that like, that's not a bad, that's not a wrong conflict to have, I think. That's an understandable, reasonable conflict because he's like, well, if we defeat the Fire Lord, then like, you know, that might also help these people. <laughs> it's, well, it's an interesting point, right? Because right now, what, what I think we're seeing so much with the Black Lives Matter movement is a lot of people saying, well, how do I advocate for my movement? And this, you know, like, I, I feel like I have to devote all my energy to Black Lives Matter. And it's it's just important to say you can you can still fight for Black lives while still acknowledging, hey, we're on Indigenous land. Hey, we need yes. to, like, have more equity in the workplace. Hey, we need protections for people. Intersectionality. Yeah. Yes. Intersectionality and where you live, because where we live is not a homogenous state, right? Especially the Bay Area. If you're living in Oakland, you're living on indigenous land. You're living in a space that was primarily out to like, especially if you're, I don't know, in Filipino town, for example, Mm. or in Chinatowns, you know what I mean? You're on indigenous land first, and then you're in a cultural enclave. Mm-hmm. That was primarily Asian Americans, specifically East Asian Americans, but mm-hmm. the city is predominantly black. So, so mm-hmm. all of those intersect, and you have to fight for all of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to tell you, girl. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think I think it. I think what it spoke to me was that like the difficulty of being in community organizing, where like there's a million things that need because it's like the nature of being oppressed is that like the oppressor splits everyone who they are oppressing into all these little groups artificially and makes them think that each other is the enemy. So it's like each of us, even within our conclaves, right? Like within the 
the queer community or the Filipino community or the Asian American community, right? Like are trying, like we have limited power and like, how do we forge those relationships with each other and recognize that we are in the same fight together? And it's really hard. And because it's also like, it's not only like a now thing, it's like a generational thing too, because it's like recognizing that we can only do so much right now and that's okay. I don't know, that's a lot of, that's where I was starting to feel like Sokka a lot in this moment, because he was just like, it's not that I don't feel for these prisoners, but like, we are also doing important work to defeat this empire. Right. Ugh. So rich. This is a really cool episode. Okay, so let's get through it though. Um, so Sokka wants to leave, but then he's convinced to stay. We're so forced to, because he can't leave. He's not going to just leave them. <laughs> That's true. Appa's not going to take him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> without fucking Aang. So Appa is flying away and is spotted, spotted by the guards, and the warden is spooked, so orders a search of the rig. And Team Avatar strategizes on how to help the Earthbenders help themselves, which was... Again, like improvement, I think. Um, Cause like the plan was to get like the coal, they realized that the coal is earth. So like we just need to get the coal out into the yard. That way the earthbenders would have something. I was like, oh, the first good idea of this episode. Yeah. And then <laughs> Aang <Wow>. realized, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, they had, and also, so in this, when they're explaining this, they have a cool like montage, like this heist plan montage that you see in a lot of movies and TV shows. Yeah. Um, and which I really much appreciated. And it was cool because it like, it was a throwback. It was a callback to them planning out a heist or quote unquote, the heist of really just tricking the Fire Nation guards to arrest Katara, like using mm -hmm. the vents and shit in like the earth mines back on the land. So that was cool. I, I thought that was really mwah, writing on the writer's part. Like they kind of, yeah, it was like this kitschy, stupid, campy thing in the beginning of the episode but then it becomes a lot more like they scale it up and it becomes the stakes are a lot higher by the time we come around to this part of the episode, which is great job. Great job. Writers. Yes. Um, team avatar is caught. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then Aang is still able to pull it off. So he's still able to escape and then gets to the coal and air bends the coal out onto the yard. And in this really tense moment, this like climax of the episode, right? Like the earthbenders still refuse to fight. Mm -hmm. They see the coal, but then, like, they don't. And the warden taunts Katara um, and the Earthbenders for having their spirits broken. Like, he's George Takei. <laughs> the voice of George Takei is like, look, they can't even... They even yes. have the tools Silly to rebel. Silly girl. Silly girl and Earthbenders. <laughs> well, I, um, this part I also frustrated me. I think I'm just going to get mm. frustrated by this episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do it. Yes, and, do it. In that, like, it takes Katara being taunted and, like, ridiculed by this old man for the Earthbenders to be like, no, bitch. We, we gonna, we're going to take care of you. You know what I mean? Like... Mm. Why do they have to take care? I maybe I'm just drawing way too many parallels to this and white, white people in <laughs> the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, I, I'm just like, bitch. Why are we protecting you? Why are we protecting you? My yeah. goodness, like, yeah, you put us. You are okay. To be fair, Katara didn't put them all in jail, but my goodness, bitch, you put you definitely put <laughs> one person in there. <laughs> And you definitely put yourself into this situation, and now we have to protect you. Yeah. 
So true. I, I think the way that they so write it, I feel like... Sitting in a circle for like the <laughs> next like years. <laughs> we were surviving, like it wasn't ideal, but we were surviving, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think the way that it was written was such that like the taunting like inspired the earthbenders, that reminded the earthbenders about like their own dignity and whatever. But mm -hmm. you're right, uh, assos, I almost use your really <laughs> assos. I think like, uh, I think that it was a little confusing in, in terms of a narrative way that like, were they defending her or were they standing up for themselves? And I think like benefit of the doubt, I would like to think like, you know, if this was a real thing, we would have liked to think that that, but it's still, yeah, Katara was there. It was just like, yeah, this would have been a lot more meaningful if like they had found done this themselves and found a way to like plan this out themselves. But they were kind of forced into this corner because the Avatar team Avatar came out and like kind of forced them to be like, here it is. <laughs> if you don't like, we've sort of exposed you, and so if you don't take it now, then you're not going to like win. But it's like maybe they weren't ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, they, the Cole's there, the Warden taunts, her and the Earthbenders. Then Haru is the first Earthbender to pick up a rock, then Tyro, and then my mental, like, uh, my stream of consciousness was like, ooh, we gotta fight, bitch. <laughs> that was... <laughs> <laughs> and then when Tyro goes for the Earth Kingdom attack, I was like, I lit I was like, bitch. I was like, this is why I love this show. I was like... You go from campy heist shit right to like, you know, freedom fighters and yes. like within like a minute. I was like, this is why, you know, this is great. And then it's like cool martial arts inspired stuff. Yes. Um, that was great. The it's the they were like working together to bend the coal. Like, come on. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, <laughs> community. Yes, buy a neon. Come on. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> The, the angle of like the three of them and like in the middle and then just like raising the coal to like to like fire. Come on. Wow. Sick shit. Wow. Sick shit. Sick shit. I feel in the future episodes and future seasons we're gonna like when we get it deeper into the Earth Kingdom, like there's more and more. I feel like we're gonna keep talking about that. Oh my god, the Earth And I love it. I yeah, I identify as an earthbender. <laughs> Like, I love it. I love everything about earthbending. It makes me very wet. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, in that in that fight, too, what was really cool uh, was Aang making a dope coal air cannon. Do y'all remember that? When he was like, yes. yes. And then he's like, all right, give me some coal. And I was like, that's, well, I mean, that's he, cool. Aang, Aang had said, if only I could make a tornado. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then so it ends where like they kind of gain the upper hand and the warden is like, <laughs> oh yeah, this is stupid. Or no, where, like they, they they get the coal and they lump it all together and they get all the guards on it and they like basically throw them into the ocean and then, and then he's like- George Takei, yeah. Yeah, George Takei's like, but I can't swim. And then Tyra goes, that's all right, cowards float. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sick burn. Yes. Players in that comeback though are like I was I really sat with it. I was like, oh my god, cowards flow. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, just like boom, boom. Your Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, the prisoners escape. They're on this flotilla that Tyro is leading to retake their villages. Oh my god, uh, I, read, I read that as flotilla. 
my god what's my god tia kiri sinko tia um and then uh, team avatar sets back off to the north pole to find a water bedding master katara's necklace goes missing but then the last shot of the episode is like it gets picked up by none other than Daddy on his face, Zuko uh, back on the wait, demolished oil rig. <laughs> wait, okay, I missed this then. Missed this part. I didn't know this. Uh, bitch, you better watch it until until Netflix asks you if you're still watching. <laughs> That's fucking very crucial. That is wild, wild, honey. What a wild <laughs> ending. <laughs> okay, so that was it. What was your fave? Hmm. My fave was that was just seeing. I feel I feel like this is the first time we're actually seeing Earth bending, kind of like. Well, I mean, we saw it with uh, um, Boomy, but like, I mean, mm-hmm. like in in like real like combat and like and like group wise, like a bunch of Earthbenders, like yeah, that was sick. <laughs> That's my fave. I'm gonna say this episode was not my fave, and I do kind of don't have a fave. Actually, I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. Momo <laughs> pounding the nut on the rock, my fave. <laughs> I don't even know what my fave was. My fave was the real life implications of the extractive carbon industry in our real world, and that's on period. Okay. Now, what you was come not on it? macroeconomics major? <laughs> 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 dismantle the system okay exxon mobil knew what they were doing in the 70s all right and they yes. kept that report secret they knew about climate change before any of us and okay sorry what was not it <laughs> what was not it was katara's savior complex thing yeah and i i think she's a little too big for her britches right now and needs to understand what oppression really looks like Mm-hmm. And how to be an ally in those situations. Right. Okay? Or at least like a different, like she needs to be more sensitive to different types of oppression at least, right? Yeah. Because I think like her as a, as a daughter of the water tribe, like they have been oppressed. But it's like, it's a different kind and it doesn't, but you still need to like be aware of it. Yes. And to not center herself in their oppression. Okay. Yes. Yes. That annoyed me. Yeah, I think the same. Like, I feel like that was, that annoyed me the most was like, it's like great you're in you're you know trying to be all inspirational and stuff for these folks but it's like okay like we don't need this they don't they don't they didn't ask for this like no one fucking yeah. and you're making yeah. them worse yeah <laughs> you you just brought attention to them now <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to survive girl yeah, now the warden's gonna eat them <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What was not it for me, actually, um, Leslie plus one on the Katara savior complex, but also like Aang's ambivalence. I think someone touched it on this earlier, but like, rather Aang didn't really develop as a character this episode. Like he kind of, like nothing really happened because of him other than like, like he was used by the team's strategy, but like he didn't show any learning. He like, you know, like most of the learning was Honestly, even like was like Haru Tyro and the Earth Bending Kingdom. I don't even know if Katara really understood, like learned a lesson. Maybe that's what's not it for me. It was just like it was mm. unclear who was learning lessons. But also, I think who that's was developing what I like about Avatar, and like we'll see this in in more upcoming episodes, right? Where it doesn't just revolve around Aang, and that's important. I think there's mm. a reason why Aang wasn't a highlight and more of like kind of like a side character is because yeah, we want to focus on Haru's story and 
earthbending and, I, and that's what i got like i was yeah. more focused on earthbenders this episode but also right, the pain of an oppressed community yeah i love that yeah the 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 non the non famous or you know what i mean like the non enlightened one or cl- like not the central character the regular people who are oppressed every day and the regular people who deal with this situation and the regular people who look at that oppression and have to decide how to handle it i.e katara you know what i mean it it sends a very specific message on how to be an ally Mm -hmm. and you don't have to be the avatar to do it yeah right I guess I think that's just my, that maybe that's my dissatisfaction is that like, I still feel like, they, I think like we got that. I feel like they did not get like Katara. I don't know if she learned that or if like, you know what I mean? Cause like, yes. if you think about it, like the res- resolution of the episode was the earth kingdom people like liberate themselves. But like they, they did that because they were forced into a corner by Katara and like, and by Katara. <laughs> so like, did she even, like, she might feel guilty. Like, she, I think she did feel guilty, but, like, did she really pay an actual consequence? I'm not mm-hmm. really sure if she did. Um, yeah. So, maybe that's not with it. Queerest Momo. Momo. Momo's moment. The nut crushing. I, I would say it's um, Haru denying his identity and running away. <laughs> <laughs> Agree, and I will. I will like to dovetail off of that. I think uh, Haru's mother telling him to hide it, like reinforced by <laughs> that was wow. Talk about a queer experience. Your mother telling you oh to my... put it away. Oh my god, fart tannin, <laughs> stop crying. Illegal. You'll get arrested. My tears. You're oh never god, gonna I... be happy. You're not gonna get a wave. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna love Mom, you? I am the wave, okay? <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, listening audience, for trudging through this episode. This was a bit heavy one, but we're super excited <laughs> to see you in episode seven. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye, I'm a give you, but as I see long Hey. I don't know my theme song. <laughs> theme song, bitch. Theme song, bitch. That's a national anthem. Unpatriotic. Uh, that's my theme song. <laughs>